0: Hi, it's Pete Norsted here and welcome to episode 17 of the Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. And uh, as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton, who is still on a very strong run.
1: Afternoon, Pete. Yeah, very well. Thanks, mate. And uh, incredible. Yeah, it keeps going, mate. We can only keep doing what we're doing and uh, fingers crossed it carries on for the foreseeable future.
0: Right, well, let's, uh, we've got a, a good weekend of matches, starting with the, the uh, lunchtime game. Liverpool at home to Watford. Liverpool have been dominant in this fixture. they won their last four. In fact, the last four scores, 5-0, 5-0, 6-1, 2-0. Incredible, really. Uh, um, Liverpool, uh, their home record uh, to bottom six sides, 1-8, drawn two, lost 0, five of which were been won by three or more goals. they are coming for 3-0 victory away at Bournemouth. Watford, away at uh, top six sides. Won nothing, draw nothing, lost 10, of which three were lost by three or more goals. They come from a 0-0 draw at home to Palace. Liverpool, they've won their last 15 home. Very good home form. Watford lost six of their last nine away. When top six sides have hosted bottom six sides, um, 45 wins, 16 draws, five away. 14 of sixty of the 66 games have been won by three or more. So not really. But however, my ratings suggesting there's some good value back in Liverpool to win this. It's, again, a little bit too high for me to go with that, so I'm going to leave it alone. But the ratings are suggesting value, Liverpool.
1: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all here, Pete. I mean, it's incredible that after 16 games, Liverpool are averaging 2.31 points per game more than Watford. That, that is staggering. And since the beginning of last season, Liverpool have gone 25 2 an hour at Anfield, scored two or more goals in 23 of those 27 games. And I know we've got the World Club Cup coming up, but I have to say I don't see Liverpool taking their foot off the gas here. They play Watford here this weekend, then they travel off to the World Club Cup, then they've got Leicester on Boxing Day at Anfield, which is possibly a title decider because if Liverpool win that day, then it certainly is all over. I don't see Klopp taking his foot off the gas until after Boxing Day. And, you know, even when they did try and rotate up the top against Everton, they still managed to score five goals. So yeah, it's definitely Liverpool or pass, as you say, Pete. Laying two goals at home, do they get two nil up? Take the foot off the gas slightly. I don't know, but yeah, if I was going to bet this game, it would still be Liverpool or pass.
0: Burnley against Newcastle next. Recent head to heads: Burnley a one one. There's been one draw. Newcastle have one one. Burnley very mixed at home, at uh, uh, home to mid-table sides, one five, drawn naught, lost five, coming off a 5 0 defeat away at Spurs. Poor, poor away performance that by Burnley, really. Newcastle out at home to mid-table away to mid-sorry, away to mid-table sides, one-three, drawn five, lost two, can off a two-one victory at home to Southampton. Uh, Burnley mixed this season at home, one four, lost four, drawn naught. I think that's what we're going to get this year. from Newcastle, though, they've only lost one of the last seven Premier League matches. So they're in fairly resilient form. Mid-table against mid-table, 104 matches, 45 home wins, 32 draws, 27 away wins. I think, again, the value... I, I, I've been back in Newcastle recently. And I think the value is with Newcastle again in this match.
1: Well, I definitely agree with you, Pete. As obviously regular listeners know, we're quite keen on Burnley as a team, aren't we,
0: Pete? Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but when I've gone back through my records, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I back Burnley quite a lot. But I never back them at home. No. I never, I never like laying goals with them. And here, giving up half a goal, it's very difficult to stomach. I mean, since the start of the 2017-18 season, Newcastle have won six, drawn eight, lost four on the travels against bottom half place team. So automatically on this line, they are 14 and four. But, They've already lost this season at both Villa and Norwich in this spot. So can you really trust them? Probably not. Um, I'll tell you what though, Pete, I did find one strange, well, quirky stat. Of the past two and a half seasons, Burnley have played 20 games at Turf Moor against bottom half place teams. Under two and a half goals have gone 14 and six. But interestingly, 10 of those games have seen exactly two goals. Now, that can be back to five to two, that would be exactly two goals. And obviously that covers a multitude of score lines. All low scoring score lines, which fits in with the two under two and a quarter goal line. So yeah, for me, if I was betting this game, it would be Newcastle plus half a goal, or this interesting five to two on the uh, exactly two goals.
0: Chelsea against Bournemouth next. And, and interestingly, Bournemouth have won two of the last four. Uh, at Stamford Bridge with Chelsea win the other two. At home to bottom half size, Chelsea's record's reasonable. 1-7, drawn two, lost one, of which four were won by two or more goals. The Cup of 3-1 defeat away at Everton. Bournemouth away at top six sides, 1-1, drawn not lost nine, of which worryingly eight have been by two or more goals with Liverpool uh, coming off a 3-0 defeat home to Liverpool. Chelsea, they've won four of their last five homes, and Burnley, they're in poor form, they've lost their last five Premier League matches. When top six have hosted mid-table sides, it has been 74 matches, of which 36 have been won by the home side by two or more goals. Despite Bournemouth's away form to the top six sides, where I said they've lost eight of ten by two or more, I think there's value with Bournemouth, and that's going to be my selection. Is that on
1: the uh, plus one and three quarter
0: line? Ah, that's one and a half. It meant, I wonder if the line has moved. That's even better if it is one and three quarters.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at Pinnacle now. Other odds makers are available. Okay. And I'm uh, seeing one and three quarters.
0: Yes, that's great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm all yeah. over this Bournemouth plus one and three quarters. Yeah. As people know, I'm, I've been really positive about that's Chelsea true. this season under Frank Lampard, but backing them. Laying minus one and a half, or in this case, obviously, minus one and three quarters, isn't a place I really want to be because they are side in transition. They are going to have hiccups, and they are, you know, they've won nine, drawn two, and lost five this season. So, on a half a goal line, they've actually sort of failed to deliver in seven games. And we, we know the issues at Bournemouth. They aren't really progressing as we'd hope, but they have covered on this line already at both Arsenal and Tottenham this season. I don't see any reason why they can't keep this game relatively tight. We know Chelsea are prone to conceding a goal or two. So, yeah, give me Bournemouth plus one and three quarters, Pete.
0: Leicester against Norwich uh, uh, next. Uh, Leicester have won the previous meeting uh, at home to promoted sides. Leicester's record wins one, seven drawn, one lost, two of which six were won by two or more goals. They're coming off a, a very good four-one victory away at uh, Villa. Indeed, Leicester now they won the last eight Premier League matches. They're in some real good form. Coming up against a Norwich side Who's away record reads one-one drawn, one lost, six of which five. Uh, of the seven, uh, of the eight matches were lost by two or more. They're cut off a 2-1 defeat at home to Sheffield United. Top six against Premier's uh, bottom six promoted. Uh, there's been 18 matches, of which eight have been won by two or more goals. Despite uh, uh, Norwich's poor form, my rating's suggesting some slight value in them, plus one and three quarter goals. But I'm definitely going to leave this one alone. I, I definitely, well, Leicester look a, a decent side here.
1: Yeah, they're, they're a very good team. And over the past five seasons, they've gone 9, 3 and 2 at home to newly promoted sides. And interestingly, I found a, a really interesting nugget that over that same time frame, newly promoted teams have won just have gone 4, 13 and 71 away to top six sides. So the chances of Norwich taking all three points here statistically are infinitesimal, or whatever the word is. Under three and a half goals has gone sixty-six and twenty-two in those games. So what this is telling is that we're, we're going to see a comfortable game for the home team, where they're probably going to get a bit of a cushion and then sit back. And if you think of the longer-term sort of objectives of Leicester, we've got a very busy festive period coming up. I think this game is going to be a low-scoring Leicester win, where they probably get ahead and then take the foot off the gas. I mean, you can make the case that it's going to be a really open game where you could see seven or eight goals, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Leicester are probably going to win this game 2-0, 3-0, and then just, you know, ease off. So, yeah, under three three and a quarter goals, Pete, would be the bet for me in this one.
0: Sheffield United against Villa next. Uh, Sheffield United's home form 1 3, drawn 1, lost 4. Cut off a 2 1 uh, victory away at Norwich, so they're back on the the, the winning run, Sheffield United. Aston Villa's away form is fairly poor 1 1, drawn 1, lost 6, coming off a 4 1 defeat at home to Leicester. Sheffield United, they've lost just one of the last nine Premier League matches. They're, they're in decent form. Aston Villa lost five of the last seven. Um, Promoted against promoted uh, favours the home side, really. They've won 20. There's been nine draws, three away wins. So, um, you know, everything's pointing towards Sheffield United. My race is suggesting no value. I'm going to leave this one alone.
1: Well, you know when that latest away win was, though, Pete, on those uh, 32 games? No, go on. It was last weekend. It was Sheffield United at Norwich. Wow. (laughs) So, yeah, so... That, that sort of almost reinforces um, Sheffield United's claims for this game. And I, I've got them slightly wrong um, this year. And, and credit to me in a way that I, in, in the old days, Pete, when I used to think I'd got a team, I'd be stubborn. I'd keep betting against them. So at least I'm learning some lessons here this season from Sheffield United because I know in past seasons I'd have lost a lot of money opposing them. Last season when the teams met in the Championship, game ended 3-3 and 4-1, so there's trends, heavy trends towards goals, even though historically when newly promoted teams meet each other, there tend to be tight, tense affairs, when these sides met last season, they weren't, they were open games, the way we see Villa play on a week to week basis, they are open and entertaining, yeah, I think I'm going to take a piece of the over two and a half goals here, they
0: Next up, uh, Southampton against uh, West Ham. And I believe uh, Southampton, they're minus half a goal, aren't they, Southampton, on this game? Yes, they are. Yes, they no, are. Yeah. Um, recent head to heads. Southampton 1-2, Watford. Uh, sorry, West Ham 1-2 has been one draw. At home to bottom six sides, Southampton's home record was fairly poor. 1-3, drawn 5, lost 2, come off a 2-1 defeat away at Newcastle. West Ham away at bottom six sides, not great really. 1-3, drawn 2, lost 5, come off a 3-1 defeat, home to Arsenal. Southampton, they've won their last two home games, however that was against Watford and Norwich. West Ham lost 3 of their last 4 away. When bottom six sides host bottom six sides, it certainly favours the home side. Uh, this time of year, 55 matches of which 31 have been uh, have been to the home side, 11 draws, 13 away wins. However, despite that, my ratings are suggesting some decent value West Ham. And I think, I think I, you know, the way Southampton are at home, I don't think that's a bad bet.
1: Well, the trends definitely point to West Ham at least avoiding defeat. I mean, Southampton have only won seven of their last 19 home games against bottom half place sides. West Ham have avoided defeat in exactly half of their last 24 games away from home to bottom half place teams. The thing that concerns me here is the fact that West Ham are in such a rut at the moment. There's continual speculation over the manager's position. Every game now almost seems like a must-win or must-avoid-defeat type of game for the hams And when the players continually go into these games, knowing that the fate of the manager probably rests on their shoulders more pressure builds up on them. And I'm not sure that this West Ham squad is good enough to sustain that sort of pressure placed on them on a week-to-week basis. I mean, but if you flip that over, I can't back a side who hardly wins on home soil in the shape of Southampton because they are very nervous themselves in front of their own supporters. So if I was going to bet this game, eight of the last 10 meetings of the sides have seen over two and a half goals. Strangely, though, this goal line is set at three. So even with that, there's, there's not really much margin for error. So in a game which could be nervous and tight, I might go against the trends with this goal line set at three and take a bit of the under. But in reality, this isn't a game that I want to get involved in.
0: Man United, Everton next. Man United have won four of the last five, with the other one being a draw. At home to mid-table sides, good record. One eight drawn, two lost, naught. Come off a very good two one victory away at Manchester City. Everton away at top six sides. One naught drawn, four lost, six. Come off a, a very good three one victory at home to Chelsea. United are unbeaten in six home. They're, they're showing a bit of resilience, and Everton have lost six of the last seven away. Uh, when, mid-table side, sorry, when top six sides of home mid-table sides have been 74 matches this time of, of season, 55 home wins, 11 draws, 8 away wins, 36 of the 74 have been won by two or more goals. However, despite these stats pointing towards United, uh, my racing is suggesting some slight value Everton. But with it being just three quarters of a goal, I can't back them.
1: Well, Everton have only won one of the last 27 meetings at Old Trafford uh, in all competitions. And this United side are, are so difficult to uh, sort of examine. They've beat Man City and Spurs in the last two games. They beat Chelsea on opening day. Well, beat is a bit of a kind word. They actually hammered them. They beat Leicester in September and they've drawn with both Arsenal and Liverpool. But, They've also lost to four teams outside of the top eight. So what does that tell you about them? Well, it tells you when they're underdogs against the better teams, they can play on the counter-attack and be quite resilient. When teams sit off them and literally put 10 men behind the ball, they haven't really got the creativity in midfield to break them down. And that's really what they're going to be faced with this weekend. What sort of separates this from recent home games is the fact that they're only minus three quarters of a goal favourites. The past couple of home games against Villa and Brighton, they've been favoured by a goal or greater. So you really have to hope they win by two goals to fully cover your bet. And although you you can't fully cover your bet on this minus three quarters of a goal line by winning by just one goal, you are still going to get a bit of a return on your investment. It's, It's difficult to see what you're going to get from this Everton side because they put so much into that game for Duncan Ferguson last weekend they got the win over Chelsea. They go again this weekend under Ferguson. But away from home, it's still going to be this very brittle, fragile Everton squad that goes to Old Trafford. And if the home crowd get behind United, then I think United should have a lot of success. I do think the over two and a half goals is probably the way to go, Pete, because as we've talked about in previous weeks, Man United do concede goals now and they concede goals Randomly to even the worst teams in this league, so if I was going to bet this game. It'll be uh, the over two and a halfs.
0: Wolves against Spurs next. Uh, Spurs won the corresponding fixture three-two last season. Wolves at home to uh, top-half sides, good record one-six drawn, two lost two. Come off a 2 0 draw away at Brighton, which I thought we were a bit unlucky not to collect on that one. Really, Spurs uh, away at top-half sides one-one drawn, two lost seven, so not great. Come off a 5 0 victory at home to Burnley. Wolves—they've only lost one of their last sixteen home matches. Spurs—they've only won one of their last fourteen away. When top-half sides play each other, uh, 73 home wins, uh, 32 draws, 48 away wins over the last five seasons. Um, I think, really, the value is with the home side here, plus a quarter of a goal. I I can see them maintaining uh, this unbeaten run.
1: Well, definitely, Pete, from a value perspective, whoever was favoured in this game, I'd probably want to oppose, mainly because of the strong draw bias this season in Wolves games. I mean, I can't oppose Wolves in this spot. They've gone five, nine, and two so far this season. They do come into this game on the back of a, a big Europa League game at home to Besiktas tonight. We're recording this Thursday lunchtime. And prior to that game against Persictus, follow the, the weekend following a Thursday night game, they've won two, drawn six, and lost one. And they've even beaten Man City away following a Europa League game. So all this talk of, oh, it's going to affect them playing in Europe. No, it's made them a more resilient side. Have they won as many games as they'd like? No, I'm sure they haven't. But they've not lost. And if you're going to receive a quarter of a goal, even against a side like Tottenham, I'll take a little bit of Wolves, I think, from from a value perspective.
0: Interesting match next. Uh, Arsenal against Man City. Recent head to heads. Arsenal 1-1. There's been two draws. City won two. At home to top six sides. Arsenal's record's reasonably good. 1-5, drawn four, lost one. And they come off that 3-1 victory away at West Ham. City away at mid-table sides. Good record. They've won eight, drawn one, lost one, of which six were won by two or more goals. They coming off a 2-1 defeat at home to Manchester United. Arsenal, they've only won one of their last eight Premier League matches. But on the other side, City, they've only won... Two- Two of their last five Premier League matches. We're looking at uh, mid-table sides, hoping top six sides. There's been 84 matches, 18 home wins, 20 draws, 46 away wins, of which 25 uh, of the 46 wins were by two or more goals. The stats look look favoured toward Arsenal, plus one and a quarter goals. But my ratings are suggesting some value, City. I'm going to leave this uh, game alone because I'm not sure what we're going to see from either of these two sides.
1: Wow, Pete, I was convinced that you were going to say that your uh, numbers suggested there was great value here with the home side.
0: Yeah, I think there is value. Yes, the numbers are suggesting that, but the, my ratings aren't.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, over the past five seasons, Arsenal are 10, 10 and 5 on home sword against top six place sides. I, I was amazed at this line, Pete, really.
0: Yeah, it's, um, big. it's big, isn't be- it?
1: Yeah, it's huge because we know at the Emirates, Arsenal tend to put in a big performance against the top six sides. Now, they don't always win those games, but they're mainly for the majority of games they are very competitive. But City have scored a lot of goals at the Emirates in recent seasons and I, I'm concerned here because I wanted to back Arsenal. As soon as I saw this line, I thought this, this line is half a goal wrong. And then I kind of thought back to what I saw on Monday night when Arsenal took West Ham apart in 10 minutes, where they literally probably only played for about 10 or 15 minutes of the game, Arsenal, but they absolutely demolished West Ham and won and covered. And I can see a similar thing happening here. If City have a 10-minute domination of this Arsenal backline, they could easily score two or three goals and blow you away. And do I really want to be looking back at the end of that game thinking, well, I kind of saw that coming, but I just ignored it and went with the numbers. So, yeah, it's a difficult one for me. It's clearly Arsenal or pass on this one and a quarter line, Pete, but I am going to pass.
0: Palace against Brighton next, uh, finishing the, the weekend's action off. Um Recent head-to-heads, Palace a 1-1, Brighton a 1-1. A total mid-table size, Palace's record is reasonable. One-five, drawn two, lost three. They're coming off a nil-nil draw away at Watford. Uh, Brighton away at mid-table size. One, two, drawn three, lost five, come off a two-all draw at home to the Wolves. Palace are in poor home form at the moment. They lost three of the last four. However, Brighton, they've lost four of their last five away. Brighton have had some reasonable um success though, um, you know, at home. Mid-table against mid-table last um uh, five seasons.
1: 45
0: home wins, 32 draws, 27 away wins. My ratings are also suggesting some good value, Palace here. I, I just don't know about this. It, it, it's it, it's Palace at home that concerns me. What line are you looking at this scratch, on, Pete? Scratch.
1: Scratch, yeah. I, I did all of my numbers and everything worked off the minus quarter of a goal line, but I just noticed. I mean, it, obviously, it is a very short price on Palace at scratch. It's about 1.82 at the moment. Um, but again, that, that probably changes it for me again, because this is one of those spots where we have to trust Roy Hodgson. Too many times over the past few seasons, I've sort of been hesitant and then regretted it. They've gone 10, 8 and 3. So they've only lost three of 21 games at home against bottom half place sides. For too many seasons, I've failed to side with them. I'm going to take them here. Definitely off scratch, Pete. Um, the only thing that's stopping me making a big bet now is that we, we are still literally four days away from the game, so things can happen in terms of team news and injuries in training. So, But off off of scratch, Pete, I really like Palace.
0: Right, let's wrap this up. Once again, I, I, I'm going for half the card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Newcastle plus a half, but Birmingham, Burnley, I think Burnley, just, you, you don't know what you're going to get with them. Uh, whereas Newcastle have been fairly resilient, uh, Bournemouth plus one and three quarters uh, away at Chelsea—that has to be good, despite uh, Bournemouth's poor away form. I, I, I think that's a reasonable. Southampton, uh, West Ham away at Southampton again. Although you know the bottom six sides against bottom six sides, Southampton's home form is fairly poor, and West Ham are due a reasonable performance. Wolves at home to Spurs—they've been very consistent—and finally. Again, Palace at home to Brighton. That that looks a decent bet to me.
1: Well, I'm going to follow in with two, Pete. They're definitely now Palace have trended down to uh, scratch. I was almost going to pull the trigger on the minus a quarter, but now you can get them at scratch. I think it's a no-brainer, so I'm going to take them off the scratch. I'm going to follow in with uh, Bournemouth, plus one and three-quarter goals at Stamford Bridge. Really do think they are capable of keeping it tight, as we've seen at both Arsenal and Spurs this season. And yeah, I'm going to have a bit of the over two and a half goals at Bramble Lane between Sheffield United and Aston Villa.
0: Excellent stuff. Right then. uh, Well, we'll be back this time next week. And uh, have a good weekend, everybody. And uh, we'll join you for the build up to Christmas.
1: Best of luck, everybody.